Welcome back to the Double Minor Podcast, everybody. Ryan Drury here. My buddy Brock Byer still out in West Kelowna. Brock, what's up, man? Nothing. Uh, got two special guests today. One of them is the, is uh, one of the biggest degenerates I know, and one of them is the biggest goofball I know. So, uh, Bonner, Koizy, what's going on, fellas? Nothing. Excited to be here. How are yeah, you guys doing? Not too much. We're doing really yeah, well, fellas. Yeah. Obviously, uh, uh, so, we got Max Coyle on. We got Lucas Bond as well. They're two players down in the NCAA uh, playing for Alabama Huntsville. Uh, Coisey, obviously, people up here will know you from your time with the Listle Cyclones. Bonner, I mean, you grew up in Nashville, I'm told, correct? Yep, that's correct. That's unreal. I mean, like, obviously, then my first question to you would be, because, I, I mean, obviously, I know everything about Coisey already. Um how big of an impact were the Predators on your hockey growing up? Like, were, were was their presence in Nashville a big deal for you and your family? Oh, yeah, for sure. The Preds are massive influence. I mean, we had season tickets when I was growing up. and We'd, we'd go to every almost every game when I still lived at home, which was awesome. And all my brothers played. So we were just basically a hockey family through and through growing up. That's unreal. Yeah. I know, like, last year when I played with Bonner, like, like when we would go to school visits and, visits and stuff, like, he got, like, the biggest boner because he would be like, yeah, I'm Lucas Bond, like, I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, like, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, so you guys both went to Alabama, but uh, Bonner, you were supposed to go to UNH um what happened there yeah so it was just kind of a weird situation I mean I was kind of ready to get to school I didn't really want to play another year juniors and they were kind of thinking that that I might need another year and I somewhat disagreed so I was kind of looking for other options for a little bit and luckily Alabama Huntsville came up and they're close to home for me so it was just it was a perfect fit I didn't have to go another year juniors I just get to get to school and whatnot so i was super excited i took took the first chance i got to come here so that's awesome man i mean hey if you feel like you're ready fuck it you're ready i mean and you're having a good season so far obviously and you had a great season in west Kelowna with bizey and ned i mean how did that work having to defend that fucking guy's crease yeah, that kid's terrible, but <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, it was good. I mean, we had a good decoy last year. I think we had, what, three or four commits on the back end alone. So it was awesome. I mean, Brock and Connor shared the net, and we were pretty good. We had that weird coaching thing. I don't know if he told you about that with, with Grimwood, but no, it was a good season. I really enjoyed my time up there. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, obviously – the BCHL, it's one of the best junior A leagues in the world, if not the best. Um, Koizy, I know for you coming up, uh, obviously a little bit more local in the area we're in here. Um, you know, I'm more familiar with you coming up through Junior C and playing for Listy. Take us back through some of your earliest hockey memories and, and what it was like for you growing up. You're, you're not a Leaf fan, are you? No, I'm not a... Not a big NHL fan, actually. I was a big, uh, I was a big Pittsburgh really? Penguins fan. Big oh, Pittsburgh. God. Oh. I don't watch a lot of hockey. I kind of do my thing at the rink and then kind of go home, and that's that's enough hockey for me for the day. 
usually a couple hours a day. That's that's the best you can get out of me. But oh well. There you uh, go. Yeah. So I grew up playing in uh, I played in Brantford minor. I mean, uh, all the way growing up. So that wasn't that bad. It was like forty five minutes of travel. My parents were kind of were kind of doing everything they could to get me to that next level. And then I I luckily landed a junior C spot. And then Brooksy, you obviously know Brooksy and Listy. He kind of kind of took a chance on me and Listwell, and then played there for three years. We did our thing, you know, the the Jerry Cup back to back, Sutherland Cup, blah blah blah, and then had an awesome stellar year in Prince George with the with an amazing group of guys. We ended up doing really well, and then ended up here. Absolutely, man. And I mean, <laughs> I love how you just kind of rifle through the list of stuff like it was no big deal. Fuck, you won back to back cherries and the first ever Sutherland Cup in franchise history. Um, we've had a couple of your former teammates on already. Last week we had Lanny on, and obviously he's still a big part of the community here. What was it like for you to commit to the NCAA, and how exciting was that moment for you personally? Well, that was kind of the end goal, obviously, moving out to, moving out to British Columbia to play there for the years. It was a big step in my life, moving away from kind of my family and friends. I mean, I lived away from home for, for three years in Listowel, but I – Something went wrong. I was an hour and fifteen minutes from home. So, moving out there was like a, it was a big life decision. And then, I guess the end goal was committing NCAA, and that ended up happening. So, so that was yeah, that was that was super exciting. Boys, I'm back. Um, any, anyone that's listening to uh, all these podcasts um, out here in Florida, I have fucking horrible Wi-Fi. Your and, Wi-Fi uh, is garbage, bud. Dog shit, because I was about to call out Bonner for something, and I just completely lost the whole chat, but I'm okay, back, well, so I'm going to call him out. While we have you now, before your internet goes Mickey Mouse again, why don't you no, get to your... No, I'm, 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 uh, I'm on personal hotspot now, so uh, I'm going to eat a hefty you. bill for this one, but whatever. Okay. Um, get so, to Bonner. Bonner. Yeah. Um, so... You were in the love game. Uh, you were in the love game here in West Kelowna. You, you say you don't, but uh, you were. And uh, you know, I I, I want to ask you, like, uh, did a bird impact you? Um, like a girl impact you from uh, choosing to go to Alabama Huntsville, or what? <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, wait. What are you asking? I dated Sophie when I was up there. Right. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's then, who you're talking uh, about. Where, where does Sophia? Where does Sophie go to school now? Uh, she, she goes to Alabama Huntsville. She lives in oh. a room across oh, the hall. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and go to Alabama, she lives in this dorm, and she's the one across the hall. And you decommitted from UNH to go to Alabama, eh? Just to be closer to home. That's it. Dude, I committed first. <laughs> oh I, yeah, I right. committed first. Yeah, I'm dead serious. Right. She signed the papers. You signed them a week later. We get it, Bonner. Dude, I no. signed them. She was she was lurking two days later. No. Yeah, hey, I just got an, hey, I just got an offer from uh, Alabama Huntsville. Uh, do you know what that is? I'm like, you know, I'm going there. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> a a likely story. A likely story. I love it. Listen to Bizey here with these bush league insults too. She's yeah, obviously what? a special girl, Bizey. Come on, why don't you lay off the guy? No, no, she's not a special girl. <laughs> I hope she listens to this. No, no, that'd be so bad. Well, it's available everywhere, so make sure she doesn't have Apple Podcasts. 
I'm going to say, yeah. And, uh, but Koigi met the love of his life too in Prince George. So, I mean, you go to the beast show, you win a championship, and you just find love out here. I think that's pretty much it. It's the love league. Number hard. Yeah. Do, you know how many people, do you know how many people have came up to me and be like, oh, you know Max Claus? Yeah, like, that guy goes everywhere and he just wins. Like, are we expecting, like, a NCAA championship this year or what? Yeah, give us four years. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> so how is, like, so, like, obviously, like, the B show, you don't get, like, a lot of, like, you get, like, close to, like, a thousand fans. And I bet you the fucking rolling concrete shithole pad of an ice rink in Prince George got, like, a lot of fans hey, during playoffs. Like, show them, show them make some respect. I will. Okay, man, that is that like I'm battling an injury right now, and I didn't have to go on the road trip, and the uh, the road trip was to Prince George, and I couldn't be happier. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, but like you know, so many me- like when you go to the rolling mix, whatever you are literally in the dressing room. It's like you're, it's it's the same as the Almond in Stratford. Like it's you're stepping on tiles. Like, uh, have- no. Hey man, the mix the mix is the shit, buddy. Oh, dude, yeah, we got pumped in that rink. Uh, but uh, anyways, um, so, like, are we expecting, like, an NCAA championship right off the bat, or are we going to wait a couple of years, Koizy? No, we're, we're a pretty young team. I mean, what do we got, like, 12 freshmen? Yeah, we got, like, 10 freshmen in the lineup every night. So we're, we're still young. We're still learning. But, I don't know, we have a good class, a really good class. So next year, two, two, three years should be really interesting. How uh, how did like the transition go from the from PCHL to the NCAA? Like, was it hard like being defenseman because like the forwards are like what twenty five, twenty four now? Ah, uh, yeah, it's definitely different. I mean, they're for sure way bigger and way faster. But I mean, it's not as big of a step, I don't think, as you would think. I mean, like it's a step up, but it wasn't like eye opening. I don't know if you thought the same thing, but. I just saw kind of the speed. I don't got the best boots, you know that from uh, from the Lissy days. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, you went from playing with boys to playing with men. If if you want to word it like that, you're playing against guys that are 24, 25 years old instead of being being a 20 year old, the oldest guy on the ice. That's fair. I mean, like Coise, you saw yourself short a little bit. Like in at least in junior B when you were playing with Listy, you were a monster, and especially that last year. Like, you're a point-of-game player from the blue line. You had 50 points in 49 games. Like, you had a nasty season. Um, you know, you mentioned earlier uh, when, when Brock was trying to, you know, fix his Mickey Mouse internet that uh, Brooksy, who is, you know, obviously the longtime head coach here, and he's still the president of Hockey Ops, he took a chance on you as a young guy, and you improved a lot every year leading up to that big final season where, of course, you won two trophies. Um, what was that whole experience like, working under Brooksy, learning, uh, you know, getting better with your game? That that Sutherland year when you really exploded, what was that like for you? Uh, Cullen Mercer. I would just pass the ball. <laughs> yeah, always got It was like uh, it was like a kicking and screaming movie. We just got to pass the ball to the Italians. We just had to we just had to get the puck to Merce, and then it was pretty much game over from there. Forty-four apples, so that worked out pretty okay for you. Um, 
obviously just winning the Sutherland too, the first one in franchise history. Uh, I remember that night really well. It was really, really special, eh? I don't remember the night so well, but yeah, it was a pretty good game. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. And then, I mean, you go to the BCHL, and like Brock said, you just kept winning, man. I mean, you know, you win a championship out there as well. What was that like for that community who obviously uh, it meant a lot to? Well, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out. Koji, before you answer this, I was so confused. So you won the BCHL, then where did you go? Uh, we played a, uh, we played a, like a best of seven series against Brooks. The Bandits, because that was like, uh, you got to do a BC versus Alberta to see who moves on to the, the RBC, which so is you the guys, If you right. guys were to lose that, would you still be in? Uh, yeah, it, the, the series didn't really matter because they were hosting, but if we weren't, if we weren't, if they weren't hosting the tournament, then they wouldn't have been in because we beat them in the best of seven. Yeah. So, but in, in the grand scheme of things, it was, it was a pointless series. Yeah. Right. And where right. was that? Where where'd you play that? Uh, we played the first. We played. Uh, we played two there, or we played three there, and then two at home. Holy shit! Did you guys? You guys didn't bus. Yeah, we had to bus. Holy oh, fuck! My God. Wasn't bad. Our organization. Our organization took care. It was pretty good. Like we went. We ended up playing that we were there for about a week and then we came home for a week and then I think we had another we had another week off, so two weeks at home and we ended up going down. We stayed in Calgary for, for three or four nights and skated like the uh, the Olympic Plex there and then we were in Brooks two or three days before the tournament started. So so our organization took took really, really good care of us. Okay, like that's not horrible, I guess. You know, like I mean, and obviously that was probably fun playing your old buddy Jake Lee and everything too. Uh, who, of course, just signed an NCAA letter of intent as well. So good for him. His second one. His second yeah. one? Yeah, yeah, he, he, decided, uh, he decided he didn't want to go to Canisius anymore, so he decided to pick up Merrimack. Right, okay. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right. Maybe it's a girl, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only messing with you. I'm only messing with you. Bonner, I... I gotta ask. I gotta ask you a little bit about the USHL because I mean that that's a league that over the last couple of years up here certainly has started to get a lot more of attention because a lot of you know pretty high name prospects have played in that league. Um, you obviously got to play in Sioux City and Des Moines. Uh, tell us a little bit about what that was like. Yeah, so Sioux City was awesome. I mean, they gave me a chance. Actually, that year, I had signed to come play up in Nanaimo. Like, I was going to come to the BC that year. And the coach from uh, Sioux City called me, and he was like, do you want to come out to 30-man camp? I was like, sure, because every American kid wants to play in the USHL. So I was like, sure, I'll come out. So I got there and ended up making it, and it was it was awesome. I mean, it, we were a good team. I didn't really enjoy it all that much just because the coach was kind of, like, not a great guy. But, I mean, it's a really? good league. There's some good, there's so many good players in that league. Almost, there's not, like, in the BC, I'd say, like, the third and fourth lines kind of drop off a little bit. Like, in the USHL, it's every single kid is, like, sick. 
Yeah, so. that's kind of what I've read about it is that it started to become a really great development league down there. And yeah, like I've said, a lot of great prospects have played uh, in that league recently. I just want your opinion real quick because Bizey and I are going to talk about this a little later. But y- you mentioned having, you know, maybe a bit of an issue with the coach. What's your opinions on some of the shit that's come out about um, Mike Babcock and, of course, Bill Peters? It's the talk of the country up here. Um, you know, it's tough, right? Because, I mean, a lot of coaches, you know, we, we know that they're not – there are some guys out there that ruin it for everybody else. Would you say overall throughout your hockey career, most of your experiences with coaches have been fairly positive? Oh uh, yeah, I'd say for me, yeah, I've had I've had one or two that have really like been terrible, but other than that, I've had really I've been really lucky with coaches, but that stuff's crazy. Like the Babcock having Marner make the list, that's just wild. Like yeah. I can even, yeah, especially as a rookie, like that's just nuts. It's just a shitbag I, thing to do. Yeah, Bizey, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. The so Bonner, like I know what he's thinking about right now when you said the coaches, because uh, bless his soul, like he's a great guy. But we had a coach last year that got um, there was a bunch of stuff that went down and ended up like the I wasn't there yet, but the team left. Like the team literally left until this guy got rehired. But like. I mean, we would get on the ice and, like, it'd be a 50-50 chance if, this, if our coach was going to be on the ice that day. And, like, we would get to the rink and be like, you know, like, who's running practice today? And, like, the, the head coach just wouldn't show up sometimes. Yeah, wow. it, was, it was weird. Yeah, it was weird. But yeah. he's a great guy and means well. But just, yeah, he, uh, he didn't really, like, I remember one day we walked in because me and Bonner drove every day. And uh, you still owe me a snow brush. Bonner, but whatever um but uh <laughs> um i remember like getting to the link and like our assistant coach would be like yeah like our, our head coach didn't tell me anything today he just didn't show up so i guess i'll just run practice and like yeah it was it was it was weird that fucking sucks like i mean you know yeah. that's a tough situation you guys are all just trying to further your career and you know ultimately have fun and and you know be together and be a group and yeah that can obviously be pretty uh, pretty shitty. I I meant to ask both you guys, uh, Koizy and and you, Lucas, as well. What are you uh, What are you majoring in in school, and what is kind of your goal with the game? Do you guys want to maybe continue to pursue hockey after school? Do you you know envision yourself maybe going to Europe or something like that? What What are you taking in school, and what are your long term goals with the game? Uh, it depends on the day for me. Some days. Some days it'll roll around 3 o'clock p.m. and I'll be like, okay, I'm fine. Never never putting a pair of skates on again in my life. Or, or it's like, okay, we got open ice tonight. I'm, I'm good to hop on for a couple hours. And uh, the school part, I'm actually kind of enjoying the school, which is which is weird. What the hell? Yeah, I'm mean, <laughs> a bit of a degenerate in the classroom. But, uh, uh, I'm a bit of a degenerate in the classroom, but... I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of a bit of time away, so I don't mind that. And then I've also got a bit of a joke of a semester. I'm in class. I got I got classes Wednesday. That's it from like two to five, and then the rest of mine either hybrid or online. So, Holy so uh, yeah, I don't mind the school part. Next next semester might uh might screw me over a bit, but I mean we'll we'll just see how that goes day by day. Fair enough. That'll what about you, Bonner? Uh, I was studying business management, and I'm kind of the same go. way as Coiler. I mean, my 
every freshman kind of has like a joke of a schedule. It's just like getting your like easy classes out of the way, basically. But I'm the right. same way. I, I kind of like it. It kind of, you know, when juniors are just hockey, hockey, hockey. And then when you get to school, like school kind of takes your mind off it for a little bit. So I don't mind it. So, but yeah, right. Hockey, hockey, hockey. I remember asking you how many times when we would drive home from the ring, I'd be like, Barney, you want to hop on the sticks and play some fort? No, man, I got school. But hell, if I asked for at four o'clock in the morning coming back from Langley, you would want to. <laughs> we probably we probably played sport like more times at like three AM, two AM, four AM than we did like like a regular time, like seven PM. <laughs> yeah. You can't yeah, you no. can't let any of your coaches hear this. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But crazy. So you said that you have uh, some slow boots. I mean, you, you know, they're good. They're good boots. But uh, so we had we had Lenny on last week, and uh, he's gonna listen to this pod. I just want to clear the air. Uh, who would win in like a forty-five? You think you're you're Lenny? <laughs> Ask Lenny how many forty-fives I lost that last year. Ask him that. Forty-fives are my forty-fives are my shit. Yeah, actually, you were really good at that. Yeah, you were okay. Yeah, how about just a race game. down the ice? Race down the ice. What? How about just a race straight, down the ice? Straight down the ice. Uh yeah. depends on my hips felt that day, but probably me. Yeah, I like the confidence. So? Wow, because Lanny said, "I'm sure you listened maybe to the podcast. If you didn't, I mean, fuck, man, come on, subscribe." Um, oh, he said he was decently confident that he could get you in a 45. Really? If he's not tripping over his 18-inch shin pads, then maybe. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Fucking right. Coisy, That's amazing. Do they have CrossFit out there in Alabama or what? No, no, no. None of that stuff here. It's just – it's all Olympic weights in the, in the gym. So, I'm fine with yeah. that. I'm usually <laughs> by the time we're in there anyway, so – Take, uh, take us through a day day uh, in the life of an Alabama Huntsville player and student. Oh. You want this? So we'll wake up. It'll be uh, – well, I usually wake up and go for about a 10K jog. Like, like you, guys, you, guys, you guys texted me, uh, sorry, we had dinner at 5.30 or something. Like, you guys have set dinner time? No, we got – it's Thanksgiving here. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Unreal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, day by day. I mean, most guys will sleep until it's seven twenty, but I'll probably be up around four. I like to run in the morning, and then I'll volunteer at the Salvation Army for a couple hours. Just, uh, just get some- oh my <laughs> god! No, no, no. So yeah, we're uh, we got we got stretch at seven twenty, and then we'll be on the ice from from eight until nine forty five, and then I got workout from. 10:30 till 11:30, and then my hockey and my hockey and workout day is over. So, depending on, I only work out in a group of five. So, the, the workouts kind of they're kind of different for everyone. We got like a 10:30, a 12, and a three o'clock. They're kind of different for every guy, depending on your classes. Some guys, some guys have to leave class. Some guys have to leave practice 15, 20 minutes early every day. But just it kind of varies de- depending on the guy. So my days aren't bad. I'm usually done by 10:30. I head to the Head to the all-you-can-eat buffet for for eleven, and then go with it from there. I like I like to lay down for a couple hours, depending on how much schoolwork I like to do. But and I'll try and be in bed at a decent time because the seven seven o'clock six forty-five rolls around pretty pretty soon. So there you Koji, have it. Like, 
like you said like you live on your own and stuff but you you played in Lesby for like three years um just a question that you know a lot of people are going to be uh you know wondering uh because everyone knew that you uh billed. how big of an impact was war in your life man was it who glor glor good old glor yeah everyone knows glor everyone in list war in that area knows glor i mean yeah she definitely had a big impact on my life uh I don't care what, you, what everyone says. I mean, I still, I still like to keep in touch with her. I mean, we're going for Christmas. Stop there, even if it's, if it's just for a sit down on the couch for twenty minutes and talk to her, give her a hug, whatever I got to do. But yeah, Gore's, Gore's a special lady. Everyone knows that. Dude, I, agree. Uh, I, I remember. Totally agree. I would, I would go over to like Gore's house, and like at one point, didn't you, Len, and Lee all live there? But you guys put all your mattresses in the same room and slept in the same room. Man, the stories we have at Glory. Oh, yeah, Megabed. We used to do it twice a week, and Glory yeah. gets so choked. Yeah. I remember me and Lee. Lee did something. So I went upstairs in his room, and he was on the second floor, and I opened up his window and threw every single piece of clothing out. And then we had, like, a full-on full on Donnybrook in the basement, like, going yeah, toe-to-toe. I remember, like, yeah, like, all, all the time. after <laughs> practice, after practice, it'd be, like, like 11, like, it'd be 10.30, we're all bagged. And, like, Max... Like Holden and Lee are just like talking about like how like if they're gonna like win a mini sticks or something tonight like like oh, yeah. and then I remember like Koizy would be like just asking everyone to strap in in mini sticks because like he'd bring out the dragon or something like that and just go to town on everyone. Oh, we used to have like forty five minute hour straight mini stick game in the basement, two v two, like full on soaking wet, covered in sweat, like. Just, just heavies going at me, Lenny and Lizzie, and then probably we'd have Stink over there, Brady Anderson. He'd be over there just sweating his bag off. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it'd be like, oh, and there was a lot of video games played. And uh, MLB, MLB was a big game played at Glores. Yeah, Stink, Stink would just skip school, and there'd be like, I'd come home, because I'd be at school, obviously. It'd be like, right. Seven, Yes, seven PS4s and TVs set up. There'll be like five guys there. Like, why do you need so many PS4s and TVs? They'll be like, oh, just in case other guys. Caleb would obviously be there too. No way that guy's leaving his, leaving that street. He lives right around the corner. That guy's not going to school ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Warzy, yeah. man. That's so funny. That's unreal. That's the best part of fucking playing, though, and, like, being on a team is the guys and hanging out and goofing off, right? And I agree. Glor is so cool. Obviously, we see her all the time, and uh, she's at the rink quite often and everything like oh, that. Oh, yeah. So. I, I, just quickly, like, last week um, when I was dealing with this, my hips, someone from Listful texted me saying, hey, are you hurt? I'm like, yeah, I'm just dealing with some hip injuries right now. And they go, yeah, Glore told me. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> that's unreal. Glore knows oh, everything. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. And what's and what's her uh what's her what's her uh, little husband called? Or her or uh I, I can't say it online, but what's her boyfriend called? Bob? Doug. Doug. Yeah, oh, yeah, God. I think that's right. Doggy? Is it Dougie Max? I don't remember, man. That was like what four years ago now. Oh my god, you don't remember? No, I don't. Yeah, well, I guess you got a better setup now with the Fishers and Lisky, anyways. Fuck. Yeah, that's a pretty good setup there. Yeah, not too bad, not too shabby. 
Absolutely. Man, well, I'll tell you this, Coisey. Everybody in Listool, uh, when I mentioned that you were going to be on the pod uh, at the rink the other night, everybody wanted me to send you well wishes. Uh, everybody's paying attention to what you're up to down there. Uh, obviously, you know, you continue to have a good season. Uh, that's not a big surprise to anybody here. And uh, actually, Brooksy told me to say hi and uh, work on your skating. Okay. <laughs> I'm working on my skating. Yeah. Well, Listy, Listy holds a special place in my heart for sure. And so does, so does, you know, uh, Jason Brooks. I mean, I keep in touch with him a lot. I just talked to him on the phone, I think last week or the week before, but he, re he reaches out every couple weeks to say, Hey, how are things doing? Like, these are what the kids are up to. This is what I'm doing. Like, how are you doing? Stuff like that. So, uh, he also holds a pretty, pretty special place in my heart too. I'm glad to hear that, and I'm sure he will be too, because uh, obviously, like we mentioned before, there's been a lot of negative stories about uh, some high-profile coaches uh, up here. Um, nice to be able to share a, you know, a, a good relationship between a player and a coach. Um, one last thing I wanted to ask Bonner, because Koizy, like knowing you for you know the years I covered you on the team, um, you know, you're you're just one of those guys that I would say is not like married to the game like you said earlier like you could take your skates off and never put them back on again and I've always kind of found that interesting about you you're just kind of your own guy you're not exactly married to the game um and and you mentioned earlier too you're not even like the hugest NHL fan um but Bonner like back to what I asked you first just about the Predators and the impact they had on you growing up like are you a big hockey guy like is hockey a a big part of you know the rest of your day when you leave the rink are you a big fan of it that sort of thing before Bonner answers this hold on before yeah. Bonner answers this uh, we drove every day every single day together and every other day or every three days he would have a fucking Nashville Predator shirt on I so love Stanley that Cup that green, that green yellow one, crazy. Oh, man. Those are free. You still have it there? Hey, those are those are game, game three of the finals. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, well, that's as far as we're going to go. I love yeah. that. But, uh... I so you're a big fan. I'm, I'm a fan of the Preds. I do. I watch the Preds quite a bit, especially when I'm home with my family. It's kind of a family event. Oh, you flipping burgers, man. You would literally rip me apart. I'd be like, Flip Forsberg, man, that guy's dog shit. And then you would be like, man, he's the best player on the Preds. Like, they got Arbiton, they got Sidney, man. The Preds are so good. They're going to win it this year. Every Dude, they're going to win this year, too. <laughs> they're going to win it this year. Oh, I'm my serious. God. They're unbelievable this year, but still. Peck is, Peck is giving the reins over to Saros, and he's taking them. Yeah, they're figuring it out. They're figuring it out. You were like, I, uh, Philip Forsberg, you fuck, you had to bring that name up. I'm a Capitals fan. It breaks my heart. But hey, we oh, won the cup before you did. So sorry. Uh, but yeah. having said that, though, if the Caps can win, certainly the Preds can. And uh, you must have been excited about Duchesne. Oh, yeah. Duchesne's been sick so far. We, we need a big, big time player like that. And he was perfect. And he, he wanted to come here too. He, he's saying like he likes country music and all this stuff. So oh yeah, oh yeah, a million percent. The the city totally suits them. Um, oh. And I I think the Preds are gonna be okay, man. I think they'll be fine for you. Yeah. Have you been seeing all this stuff about Terrace? Like he he gets scratched every single game almost now. It's kind of weird, but 
Yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem, and and they're gonna have to they're gonna have to figure that out. I wouldn't be surprised if he got traded, but just because yeah. of his injury problems, Nashville might have to retain some of that salary. We're getting too fucking nerdy now because sure. you, you and I you and I could talk about this, and you're you're on my wavelength. You're a hockey guy. I could bore <laughs> you for like an hour talking about the salary cap, um, boys. So awesome to have you on the show. We've been looking forward to this. Like I said, Coisy, everybody up here sends well wishes. Bonner, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, best of luck with the season. And uh, we really uh, send all the best wishes to your program and hope you guys continue to do well, eh? Yeah, thank you yeah thanks, guys. We appreciate it. Thanks again to Max Coyle and Lucas Bond for joining us here on the Double Minor Podcast. A couple beauties down at Alabama Huntsville in the NCAA uh, both defensemen, so you know they they gotta guard the crease, which is your uh, preferred position there, Bizey. And obviously, you played at different times with both of them in front of you. Just uh, two great teammates and two great guys. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I I met I met Koizhi at uh, Enlisty, and uh, we became really close, and obviously we won a championship together. And you know, with with Bonner. Um, you know, me and him were literally neighbors. I mean, uh, our houses, our billet houses were two houses down. We would literally drive every single day. We would hang out probably a stupid amount of times. Um, but, you know, both of them, you know, are lifelong friends. And, uh, yeah, I just thank you so much for coming on. They were great, man. Uh, to kind of turn the page, we brought it up a little bit with the boys, but something not so great uh, breaking up here. Of course, Mike Babcock got fired. Your Leafs are uh, trudging along here under a new head coach. They are smoking Holden Lansing's Detroit Red Wings as we record this. It is not a good night for the fucking Red Wings. Lanny's actually at the game as well, so I feel a little bad for him. But um, Sheldon Keefe? Doing good stuff. Looks like uh, it could be an early success story. But some negative shit coming out about Babs on the way out. Uh, everybody's, I'm, I'm sure, familiar with that list that he made Marner do. And, you know, a lot of guys coming out sharing some stories about how he might not be the greatest guy. And then an even bigger bombshell drops when former player Akeem Aliou tweeted out uh, some pretty hardcore accusations about Flames head coach Bill Peters. Now, at the time of recording this, um, Bill Peters is still technically employed as the head coach of the Calgary Flames. He is not going to be coaching the game against Buffalo, and I'm sure we're going to get a decision or something soon when the team concludes this investigation. But basically, Alou accusing him of of racially abusing him now Akeem Alou obviously uh, a player of color and um shared some pretty dark shit about how an interaction that was very racial and negative with Bill Peters really affected his career as a young 20 year old and a few of his teammates stepped forward by from the Rockford Ice Hogs where he was playing when this alleged incident happened and confirmed the story um i don't know what you thought about this but the second that i saw that teammates corroborated the story i just thought what the fuck man yeah um so just a, a little bit more bill peter's info um so he went to buffalo with the team and i just saw on twitter that he has left the team um, yeah he's not in buffalo anymore so 
Um, I think, you know, it's a matter of time for Bill Peters. But um, you know what? It's a tough, tough situation. Uh, It's a tough topic to talk about because, um, you know, when when you get inside a dressing room, all the teammates, all the coaches know, you know, whatever happens in the dressing room, happens in the dressing room, it stays in the dressing room. Um, but there's also bigger things than hockey. And, um, you know, a very unfortunate situation for both parties. Um, and, you know, there, there's two different stories. We, we can talk about Bill Peters and, you know, Mike Babcock, you know, starting with Mike Babcock. Mike Babcock's a really good coach. Um, and maybe, you know, he, he was a little – um, you know, too forward with, with some of the uh, ideas and things he brought to the Leafs. But, um, you know, I read something today how Matt Martin stood up for Mitch Marner um, while Babs did that. And that would be a fucking hoedown. That would be a that'd be a WWE smack. Who would win, eh? Who would win? Mike Babcock or Matt Martin, you think? Oh, Martin, for sure. He's a big boy. <laughs> and But, I mean... Well, I think that's the point, though, isn't it, Bizey, that, like, I think that that's kind of what everybody's saying. The point is that, uh, like, you can be a hard coach and be hard on guys, but it doesn't need to come to shit like that. Exactly. And, you know, I've had some really good coaches in my career. You know, uh, at the top of the the list, it would be Jason Brooks. Um, And, but, you know, I also have had some coaches that, you know, are hard and, you know, they, they aren't afraid to rip your ass right apart. And, uh, you know, that's what happened to me sometimes. Uh, I don't need to speak any names, but it, it's happened to me. And, you know, um, just my personality, it just put, you know, gas on the fire. But, you know, with some guys, uh, they, they take that stuff to heart. And, uh, you know, you have to have that happy medium with your coach. Um, a coach is a tough situation uh, because you, you want to come to them um, as a as a you know uh, not as a coach as a as a mentor but you also you need to realize that he's a coach and uh you know Mitch Marner doing that list I mean you know that just that's just an awful shitty situation for him to be in and uh you know doing that in his rookie year I mean if I ever were to do that in my rookie year I would I would shit up shit my pants I wouldn't know what to do yeah yeah, and obviously, you know, could have gone way worse than it did, but it sounds like the players stood up and were like, listen, we're not kind of taking this. This is fucked one thing, up. And, one, thing I'm um, of, one thing I'm kind of curious about is, like, when this Bill Peters thing came out, I'm like, I, I, me and my, my dad flew out last weekend. The Bill Peters came out, and I turned to my dad and said, Mike Babcock's going to Calgary. And then this this came out with Mike Babcock. I'm like, oh, my God. Is this going to impact my Babcock's, you know, coaching career? Um, maybe for some teams, but Babs, I think is just his resume will of, speak for itself. Yeah, I think that he's the type of guy that, while a lot of people quite clearly don't view him in the best light, I think that he's just a guy that more does ha- has been accused of doing some kind of just underhanded shitty things to show his dominance, uh, like the Marner thing. And, you know, you can go on Twitter and online and see all the other stories. There's a great video a couple years ago, like Mike Commodore just hates the guy. And he was on a Detroit radio station talking about it. It's like 20 minutes long. Google it. Um, if you want some more backstory, but 
this Bill Peters shit, though, like, if this is true and he was, like, you know, getting racial with a guy, like, oh, man, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not cool with that. And um, I I think that it is the end of his career uh, coaching, certainly. Um, Babs will coach again, I'm sure, um, because teams just that need that immediate injection of success are going to be desperate for a guy like that. Look at torts, right? I mean, like this doesn't mean Babs can't kind of adjust. It's totally different than the Bill Peters thing, at least for now. I mean, like Mike Babcock hasn't been accused of racially, you know, uh, attacking someone basically in front of teammates. Like, um, Torts a couple years ago, like after the Vancouver fiasco, everyone was like, this guy's done. He's out. Like he's never going to coach again. And then Columbus took a shot on him. And even now this year with a very depleted lineup, they lost three of their best players and they are scrapping away. And, you know, I've got an inside track there a little bit. My cousin, uh, my cousin is his assistant coach, Brad Shaw. Uh, really good guy. Uh, we'll get him on the podcast eventually here. But um, Brad has told me numerous times that Torts is completely different than what he thought he'd be. He's very um, he's very hard on guys on the ice, but when they leave the ice, he's willing to like have a relationship with the players. He'll sit down one on one with guys that he maybe uh, went hard at at practice that day and he'll sit down with them and like have a conversation go listen it's nothing personal I just need a little more from you like no big deal and and that was a pleasant surprise to me because um you know it's a it, it's another picture of a guy who's perceived as being this hardcore egomaniac that in reality behind the scenes is a lot more sensitive to guys and is willing to build a relationship and that's why those guys in Columbus are playing so hard for him. Um, you know, and f- fuck in just in closing, if this shit's true about Bill Peters, which it's looking more and more like it is, that's fucking horrible. Um, you know, don't paint the entire hockey world like this. There are loads of good coaches. Like I said, when we were talking about the Jess Allen thing, buddy, there are shitty people in every walk of life at the office, in the factory, whatever, in the movie business, whatever. Um, don't let this be, uh, you know, a lasting mark of your impression of what hockey is because it's not true. And Bizey, I'll let you close it. Like we've talked about Jason Brooks a lot. He was hard on you guys, but he was as respected in that room as anybody I've ever seen. Yeah, just you know, uh, you kind of put a nail in the coffin with uh, with Torch, or, uh, and, and and I mean Brooksy, uh, he was a very hard ass on the ice, and everyone knows that. But you know, you get off the ice, and he's he's a mentor to you. You know how he handles himself, how he talks, and you know, no matter what, he will always have your back. And you know, Brooksy pushed me a lot, and you know, we've had our we've had our battles, but you know, to this day, you know. If I ever need something, you know, he's the first guy I call. And, um, you know, he's impacted a lot of players' um, lives uh, in, a, in a very positive way in the community. And, you know, um, in situations in life, you have to be hard on people or else you're not going to get the best results. And Brooksy was hard on us. And, you know, he got two Cherry Cups and a Southern Cup. So, um, you know, he, he, uh, he's, a, he's a good coach and he's a better person. 
And I think that's the best place to end it, buddy. Uh, just remember that, folks. Just, you know, you can be hard on, on guys, on people. Um, but there's got to be that level of respect there. And and certainly, Brooksy's a, a good example of, of a guy that epitomizes that. Great show, buddy. Uh, pleasure to have uh, Coisey and Bonner on. I'm sure they'll be on again sometime. Uh, great job, dude. Yeah, great show. Thank you.